Hi, I'm Dina. Hi, I'm Shannon. Welcome to our new podcast. Hold on. Allow us to re-thriftaduce ourselves. Hi, I'm Shannon. And I'm Dina. You know that feeling when you score a great deal and want to share it with everyone you know? That's how a thrifter feels all the time. We're two treasure-hunting friends who proudly reply to compliments with, Thank you, it was thrifted far too often and the only thing we love more than hunting for thrifted gems is growing and connecting with a secondhand community we're here to share our secondhand life and style tips finds and stories we hope you'll stay a while Welcome back to Allow Us to Rethriftreduce Ourselves. I'm Dina. I'm Shannon. All right, we have a lot to talk about today, but a few updates. Um, so first of all, we have an updated podcast webpage. It's dinasdays.com slash podcast. It is super organized now, so you can find all of the episodes in one place, all of the show notes in one place, resources, how to subscribe to a podcast, all that good stuff. It's beautiful. Like, how long did that take you to do? Um, not that long. But What's that, that even mean? Days? No, an hour? No, no, maybe a couple hours. Dang, it looks so nice. So professional. I'm so glad you like it. We have an event coming up with Goodwill that I will be able to share more about in a few weeks. But it's going to be a big event in May. And I've been working really, really hard on it. That's awesome. So stay tuned for that. Will there be snacks? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Another thing. So last week we talked about thrift wish lists, how to use them, how to make them. And right now, if you sign up for our mailing list, we will send you a free comprehensive guide of 30 essential pieces that every woman should have in her closet. And the best part is you can take that list and find those things at the thrift store. Ooh, that's so much fun. And I can keep it on my phone. Yep. Just take a screenshot of it. That's awesome. You can print it off. It's a PDF. Or you can take a screenshot on your phone. And it is a few years worth of quote research the <laughs> closet research i've been doing uh based on things that i feel like you can wear several different ways several different times closet research what's that i just made that up like like ba- secret research like <laughs> like you're coming out of the no, closet no. like it's a secret yes <laughs> sure thrifter in the closet i want to tell you and everyone, that we were finally buying a house. <gasps> Congratulations. I know, it's so much fun. We're super pumped. And it's only going to be like seven minutes from Dina's house. We can record at my house. I can't wait. That'll be so cool. I'm yeah. so happy for you. You know, what's funny is like, going back to the very first episode or second episode, you were talking about like, one day when I have a house, I'm going to do this. It just happened so fast. It did happen so fast. Well, I mean, it was 12 years in the making, but I'm pretty pumped. Like, but right now I'm just kind of really stressed out and having a hard time with real life because I'm, you know, trying to prioritize my life with this, all this new stuff that I have to like think about and then packing and trying to get rid of stuff. And I'm such a hoarder. The packing, the loan process, all of that is just excruciating. Yeah. But just, it's also so exciting and exhilarating. Yeah, like my loan process is almost finished. Uh, They're getting my DNA results tomorrow. So we should be good. DNA. (laughs) That's what it feels like, man. (laughs) It's like you sold your soul to the bank. Oh my God. It is tough. It is so tough. I remember stressing and I had no idea. I didn't do any research. I did not know how to buy a house. Yeah, we don't really know either. We're just following all the directions that the lady's telling us to do. But it's just like every piece of paper you've ever thrown away, they want. Yeah. So... (laughs) I remember calling our loan officer and I was just like, look, 
Can you walk me through step by step? Like, give me a checklist. Tell me exactly the process of buying a home. I love that you just said checklist because Brian literally made us a checklist. I did too. And we're sharing it in Google Docs. Yep. And he's like, when this is done, you click here. Don't mess with me, Shannon. And I'm just like, okay, Dina. (laughs) Me and Brian have so much in common. (laughs) It's so funny. Dina, I've got big questions for you. Okay. Did you find the troll that I left you? Yes, I did. I was cleaning Janine's closet, totally unplanned. I was like having one of those maniacal, everything's got to go right now moment. Uh And then I found her. Do you remember what her shirt says? I love you. No, you're special. Yeah. It's so cute. (laughs) I thought that was perfect. You're so special. It's adorable. Thank you. Of course. Oh, did you go to the thrift store? You said, I'm about to go there tomorrow. Did you go? Oh, yeah. I actually took that day off because I needed a mental health day. Yeah. And because I had a really busy weekend and I felt like I did not spend time with my family at all. And I think every now and then we just really need to do that. Anyway, I went to the Salvation Army. I found a ton of really great stuff, including all of the trolls. Ooh. I got um, the Christmas troll. Okay. What is, is it a lady? It's a lady. What's it's she, a lady troll. Is it a lady? <laughs> what does she look like? She's like ready to go caroling. Oh, that's so cute. Are you going to get her out every Christmas or is she going to be part of? She's going to be part of everyday life. Okay. I like that. I think you created a monster because I'm pretty sure I'm about to start a troll collection for Janine. Ooh, that's so much fun because like it's legit because she's a baby and like she'll grow into it where I'm almost 40. It's kind (laughs) of (laughs) weird. And the one you gave her has pink, blush pink hair, mm-hmm. and it matches her room perfectly. Oh, cute. I wasn't even thinking about that. Ma- I thought you did that on purpose. No. I was just like, this is cute. She's perfect. the perfect accessory for her room. Oh, yeah. I totally did it on purpose. <laughs> I'm thinking outside of the box all the time. I'm so glad you tempted me to go because I found a stunning, fully sequined dress Head to toe, full length. What color? Mermaid green. Ooh, can you show this to me today, please? Yes, I'll have to pull it out. Oh my gosh. Can I see it right now? Yeah. You didn't see it on Instagram? I don't remember. Uh, Yeah, here, I'll show you right now. Yeah, let's see it. Oh my. Oh, I saw that lady fixing it the other day. Lady, she's like. Girl, whatever. (laughs) That is so beautiful. Dang, dude. Isn't that beautiful? It is. How much do you get that for? Okay, so look. See the tag? $9.99. $9.99. That's, that's pushing it. That's not, what I, that's not what I spent. Tell me all about it. The zipper needed a stitch. Mm-hmm. And I was like, so you guys going to give me a discount or what? They're like, yeah, $5. $5? Mm-hmm. I love that place because the same thing happened to me mm-hmm. with something random. I didn't even have to ask for it. The girl was just like, this looks a little bit weird. A couple dollars off. And I was just like... Can I, I'm going to come here all the time. I've never had somebody just offer. You're so Never. Lucky. Never. That was the weirdest moment. And then it made me want to come back. Yeah. It was a very successful Salvation Army trip. Uh, but I also went to the Salvation Army today, a different one. Uh-huh. It was like not good at all. And I think it's important to share that some thrift trips are just not good. That's true. Like some thrift trips aren't good. But you'll go back. But then sometimes you go to a store and you're like, I'm never coming back here. Like, which one were you at? I was at the Salvation Army on Britain Road. Uh Uh-huh. It's not my absolute favorite thrift store, but I found um, some pretty good stuff there before. I always find really good vintage there. But today was just not a very successful thrift. Um, I did get two pairs of shoes, a pair of uh, Ann Taylor wedges. Oh, that's nice. They're blue. You will love them. And a pair of denim kind of strappy heels, low block wedge or low block heel. Really cute. It was half off day. So I got... Half off on everything? Yeah. (sighs) Yeah. So I got the two for $9. Do they do that in the Fairlawn store too? Mm-hmm. I think all Salva- Salvation Armies, like pretty much across the country, do Wednesdays. Half off the whole store mm-hmm. every Wednesday. Now they've added like a little sentence under the sign that says most items. <laughs> but I think it's like 99% of the store wow, is half off. I did not realize that. Yeah, every mm-hmm. Wednesday. I think it's called Family Day. Mm. So it wasn't, it wasn't a successful. It wasn't a super successful thrift. But you still found a couple things. That's yeah. fun. Yeah. There Sometimes I'll go into a place that I've never been before. Typically, it's like a for-profit kind of place. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know. 
if things look junky or like a bad yard sale and I know that I can't haggle with anybody, you know, like if I have to pay $10 for a pair of used jeans, you know, I'm just, I don't know. Yeah. There are a couple places around that I've been in maybe once or twice. And if I've been there twice, it's only because of you and I went with you the second time. Yeah. I don't know. I just, they rub me the wrong way. And when prices are too high, I don't even want to go in and look through their junk to find a treasure. Am I a bad thrifter? It's interesting to hear you say that the price is a deal breaker for you. Mm -hmm. Because I'll continue to go hoping that I will find that treasure. Yeah, yeah. I I just assume it's not there or it's going to be too much money. Yeah. Hmm. Let me back it up to you saying you took a mental health day. I think that's such a great thing. And I honestly do it once a month. Once a month? Uh, for Okay, wait. I do it once a month when I don't have a bunch of breaks already. So like this month I have spring break. I'm not going to take another day. But January, I know I got like Martin Luther King Jr. day off, but I still need another day. Like I just need those days to kind of recoup, be by myself. I don't know. It just feels really nice to have that to yourself time. Like do whatever I want. Nobody's telling me that I need to be somewhere or that I need to cook dinner at a certain time or anything. I'm kind of just off. I think it's really smart to kind of plan them strategically mm-hmm. when you know that there's going to be like a long stretch with no time off. Yep. I think that's so smart. It was truly one of the best days off I've had in a long time. Mm-hmm. I just decided Sunday night, I'm like, I'm just going to take a vacation day tomorrow. I was all caught up on everything I needed. And I spent time with Janine without my phone Like, I like to have my phone with me so I can, like, take pictures. And, like, she's at this stage now where everything she's doing is new. Mm -hmm. So, like, I'm always ready to capture it. But I was like, it's fine today. Like, I'm not going to miss anything drastic. Right, right. So it was just an amazing, amazing day. And I can't wait to do it again. Oh, do it. Do it. Schedule it. I have random Mondays off. And sometimes I'll do a Friday but then I'll get a little bit weird and do like a Wednesday and it's kind of fun because it's like in the middle of the week and like that doesn't mess you up no not really because I thought it would I I did it one time for some reason then I've done it a couple more times because it's kind of fun I never ever do that unless it's like a federal holiday like Uh I don't plan to take a Wednesday off. Uh-huh. I think, you know what changed me is we had, we had like Yom Kippur off or something at school and it was like a Wednesday. And it was amazing to like, I'm at school on Tuesday and it feels like a Friday. And, yeah. then, I, and then, you know, I come back and it's already Thursday and I'm like, okay, this is fun. And then tomorrow's Friday. Yeah. It's kind of fun. <laughs> I like it. I know. It sounds weird, but it's fun. You should try it. So I'm really struggling with, with this right now. And I've been asking everybody I talk to, What are some other ways that you try to find balance or like mental balance? What has really helped me lately is disconnecting from my phone. I know you probably hear that a lot, but I get addicted to Instagram Mm -hmm. and I was doing really well for a while where I was keeping it at 20 minutes a day. Mm -hmm. And then I just got like really super addicted to like looking for more people that are thrifting and then looking for more people that were doing keto and starting to look for um, house ideas, you know, just like all these things you like look for those pictures on Instagram. And then before you know it, you're on Instagram for like three, four hours a day in little increments. I noticed that I'm using all my free time when I should just kind of chill a little bit and I'm using it on my phone. So I try to put my phone away. You know, sometimes I turn my phone off because Mm -hmm. if I hear it go bing, bing, or just even I know that it could be lit up and I'll be like, oh, there's a message. Like, give me a break. Everybody's fine. Like, I don't need to check it every second. But if I see that light blink, I'm going to check it. So uh, a lot of times I turn it off completely or Mm -hmm. leave it upstairs and I'm like a staircase away. You know, my buddy going up there and getting it. So (laughs) I feel like every waking moment of my life I'm working and... I don't know how to stop. And like a part of me is like thrives off of that. You know me like that. This is how I get my energy. But like if I look at my day, Shannon, I'm literally working until like 10 o'clock at night. Yeah, I have no clue. Because you're when you're saying working, you mean like your real job. But you're all you also mean all the stuff you do with Dina's days and yeah. introduce ourselves. And I wake up. I go right into like parent mode. Then I go to work for eight, nine hours. I come home, start my shift again as a parent. Right. And then after bedtime, it's like freelance work, Dina's days, podcast, 
goodwill projects, creative projects to like 10 o'clock at night. Right. And then I wake up and do it all over again. I have no clue how you do it. Like my brain would explode. I know the solution is to cut back. Yeah. But I can't figure out how. That's like, that's why I've been asking people like, Mm -hmm. how do you do it? Can you, (laughs) can you like schedule yourself? You'd be like, every Monday and Wednesday, I'm going to work on Dina's days. And then that's it. Like, that's how much I'm going to do because these other things are more important to me, like your family time, your mental health time. Whenever you do work on these projects, do you do it without interruption? Or are you doing like, is your your toe in three different pools? You know what I mean? I could have at any given moment, 15 tabs open on my computer. I have to close every, like, okay, I'm finished with this. Close it. Oh, no, 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 oh. shit. You're like a CEO of D- of like Dina. <laughs> That's me. <laughs> well, the other day, speaking of blocking time off, I had this idea for Dina's days that I just needed to get out of my head. But it was a nice day. It was a Sunday. And I told Dan, I'm like, look, time me 20 minutes. Do not let me work for more than 20 minutes because I will sit here all day. He's like, all right. He's like, you have 10 minutes to go, five minutes to go. And then once I hit the 20 minute mark, I just stopped. I closed my computer and I went on with my day. Ooh, nice job. So it was nice to have somebody like hold me accountable. Yeah, yeah. Could you hold it? Like if Dan wasn't here, could you hold yourself accountable? No. Like you couldn't set a timer for 20 minutes? No, I set timers for myself so many times (laughs) and I won't stop. Okay, okay. Because I do. Like Monday nights are my time. I'm doing like this freelance job that has nothing to do with Dina's days. And that's like my night to like really focus because I – like I'm actually reporting back to someone. Like for Dina's days, I do it for myself. Right. So for this job, I'm like freelancing and Monday night is my time to, to designate to that. And I'll be like, all right. I'll work on this till about 10 at night, and I just can't. I won't stop. Oh, my gosh. Like, at a certain point, uh, sleep is always more important to me. Okay, that's what I need. Uh-huh. I, like, I need tips. Nine, I need 9.30, I'm winding down. And then by 10, I'm in my bed, and hopefully I'm sleeping, but usually, like, till like 10.30, I'm sleeping. But I have to be up, man. I have to be up early, and I have to be awake and ready and not grumpy with these kids. Yeah. Before, I never went to bed that early, and I got up at the same time, but I could be grumpy until, like, 10, (laughs) you know, and have, like, 12 cups of coffee. And now I'm like, I don't have time for 12 cups of coffee because that'll be a lot of bathroom breaks, you know? (laughs) (laughs) You have to prioritize. Like, yeah, that all those things are important to you, but it sounds like you're struggling. Obviously, we wouldn't be having this conversation and you're struggling because you want to do it all and you want to do it all well, but you have to figure out what is most important to you. And I'm sure number one is your family. You know what I'm going to start doing? I'm going to start leaving my laptop at work. Ooh, that's a great idea. Like not every night, obviously. Why not every night? Because then the, then this podcast would never get done. Okay. So like well, certain things have to get done. Maybe like two days a week. Like I know I need to work on Monday nights. So maybe like a couple days a week, I bring the laptop home and then that's it. Wait, just tell me right now, what days are you going to bring the laptop home? Monday nights and Fridays? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Friday because of the weekend. Yeah. Yeah. And that's it. Can I add one more day? Why? Why do you want to do that to yourself? Oh, my God. I love how much of a struggle this is for you. I'm seriously concerned that I'm going to lose my memory. Like, I'm not trying to sound dramatic, but like, I seriously do not remember certain events taking place. And it's kind of scaring me. And you think it's because of the constant, like, from here to here to here to here to here to here, like your brain. My brain never turns off. Mm -hmm. It never turns off. And I know you make fun of me because I text you at 7 a.m. with ideas and you want to shoot me but like i have to get it out of my brain i have to it's that's totally fine you know what freaks me out about you is you text me stuff at like midnight when i'm deep sleeping oh yeah that's when the party gets started then then (laughs) my brain you text me stuff at 7 a.m and i'm just like when did this girl sleep? Between 12 and 7. Oh my god, that's awful. That's when I sleep. You need you need to get more sleep and I bet you'll start remembering more. Okay, that's my mission. Two I have two tasks. Don't bring my laptop home every single night. Yep. And go to bed at what what time? At least by 11. Oh, I can do that. 
Yeah. I like, can even do 10.30. Boom. And and don't go to bed with your phone or you'll just be awake until 1. But I have to play Russell. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Shannon, tell them what we're talking about this week. This week, we're going to take you inside the mind of a thrifter, or Dina and Shannon's head, and we're going to answer all of your thrift-related questions. Yes. So a few weeks ago, we reached out to some of our listeners and readers, and we asked you to post all of your burning thrift questions, and we decided to designate an entire episode to answer some of your frequently asked questions. Ready to do this? I'm so ready. Okay, this is fun. Yeah, I'm pumped. All right. The first question was, how do you make sense of the sizing? For example, European and UK, also vintage sizing. Like, what does it translate to in the current numbers today? I totally get you. I have to look up charts all the time, especially when I'm on, like, Poshmark and there's some random cool like those green shoes that I have to bring up all the time. But like, they're like a weird, they're like size 37, you know? So I'm just like, what? My suggestion to you is to screenshot that chart and have it with you all the time. Where do you get the chart? You just Google it. So there's a bunch of different charts. Charts. Um, I think Azos, is that how you say it? Azos is the one that I have um, and I go to regularly. And there's also um, a vintage chart that you can grab too. Um, so just keep those with you at all times. And it's so easy then to check the sizing. And if you think something's a little bit off, you can always keep a measuring tape with you and measure it to really get the size of it. Yeah. And the one thing I will add to that is that you really have to try things on at the thrift store. Not all sizes are created equal. These things are pre-loved, pre-owned, they're washed, they're altered. Uh, Sizing has changed over the years. It continues to change year after year. So if you're really serious about buying something, make sure to build in that that time to go to the fitting room and try things on. Uh, Sometimes I'll even wear just like some leggings or something like that if I know I don't have time to try things on. So that way I can kind throw on a maxi skirt just right then and there in the aisle uh, or like a dress or a blazer or something like that a little bit of cool information trivia yeah yeah thrift thriftia thrifty thrift trivia thriftivia activia (laughs) what's wait that's that's like an old people drinker that's yogurt (laughs) making a poop what it does it's like fiber oh my god okay so you know the like have you ever seen that thing go around that like a meme of Marilyn Monroe and they're all like she was the perfect size but she was a size 14 and everybody's like she was a size 14 oh my god and so but really a size 14 in the 1960s translate to a size 8 today So it's totally different. She wasn't really a size 14. Um, Obviously, when you look at her, she's tiny. I just thought that was cool. Yeah. And another thought along the same lines is that not every brand has um, this equivalent sizing. So like a six at Madewell could be a completely different six at Old Navy. Yep. I run into that all the time where you, for plus size girls, a 1X or a 2X, you try it on and it's super snug. Like, you know, it's an extra large in your heart because you you know. And um, a lot of times that happens with like Chinos, I think. I think. And there's, there's another brand that it happens to me. So I don't even grab them anymore. So how do you deal with that? How, how do you make sense of that? Different you, brands having different size you, charts. Like you either have to try it on, you know, all things Shannon hates, mm-hmm. or you have to have, <laughs> like for Poshmark, you have to have your measurements. Yeah. Because I see stuff all the time that looks, pl- that says it's plus size and I see it and I'm like, mm. Yeah. So I know I have to look at my measurements compared to its measurements. Yeah. You just have to. Another thing that I found to be very helpful is to become familiar with like a handful of your favorite brands and how they measure their sizing. So then that way when you're thrifting, you can easily cut through the clutter and filter through um, different brands based on their their sizing charts. So like I can pick up a pair of J. Crew jeans and just know, okay, I know exactly how this fits. I know exactly how New York and Company jeans fit. And um, it just really helps me cut back on time. Mm-hmm. All right, next question. Dina, do you ever haggle? 
I usually only do if something has a stain, but some stores are asking really outrageous prices for things these days. Do I haggle? No. I do ask for a discount if something is snagged or stained, and they'll almost always honor that discount. And I I agree. I think that thrift stores are definitely increasing their prices. They are becoming more expensive. And I have a few of my own theories why. Uh, Number one, I think that a lot of lifelong thrifters and kind of diehard thrifters are starting to see these increases in prices and we want them to be you know, what they were five or 10 years ago, but that's just not going to happen. A lot of times we forget that these thrift stores, a lot of the larger nonprofit ones actually have programs to run and that they're using the revenue from their retail store to run a, a, a nonprofit and to fund their programs. So I think sometimes we get so caught up in trying to find a good deal that we forget that there's actually a bigger picture happening. And Mm -hmm. another reason why, um, you know, secondhand is definitely on the rise. There's a a brand new report out by ThreadUp that shows that secondhand is growing. It's becoming more mainstream. It's becoming more accepted, especially by younger people. Um, And we have hundreds of blogs and Instagram accounts dedicated to the secondhand movement, which we did not have even five years ago. And so thrift stores are picking up on that. And they're starting to, I think, feel the impact of that. So I think some of them naturally are increasing their prices, because it's becoming more popular. Also, another thing that's more popular is reselling. Uh, Reselling made a huge, huge comeback in the last few years. And thrift stores know that their stores are filled with a lot of resellers. And so I think some of them, not all of them, will increase their prices because of that. And so I don't have like a clear cut solution on what to do, but a couple recommendations I have. If you feel like a thrift store you've been going to for a really long time has just really increased their prices and it's getting a little out of hand, I would ask the management or even ask their corporate office and just be like, hey, um, what's the deal? I've noticed a huge spike in your prices. Can you kind of explain to me what's going on or how this works? And I think the more and more people reach out in a civil way, um, that the more they'll be willing to listen. And another thing, instead of haggling at the store, if you pick something up and you're like, okay, this seems a little high, maybe just ask the manager because people are human back there. Maybe somebody misjudged the value of an item and you can just say, hey, is this accurate? I feel like it's a little high and maybe they will take a look at the price or, you know, and just kind of see what happens. Totally agree with you. So this is a good segue to our next question, Shannon. What happens behind the scenes at Goodwill? Okay, so this is really cool because I just got to take my class on a tour of Goodwill a few weeks ago. So you drop off your donation and and assume that they hang it up and hope for it to sell, and that's it. There's actually more to the process. You drop it off, then they're sorted into the correct category. Think like women's, men's, children's, seasonal, etc., Something cool I found out is Goodwill has a vintage collection and you can actually borrow um, some of their items for good causes. Isn't that neat? Mm-hmm. I know room. you know about it. Oh, their vintage room is... I didn't even know about the vintage room until like I think I've seen them in your stories a couple times. It's so neat. There's stuff there from like the 1880s. Like what? I love that Goodwill doesn't just sell it and profit off of it. I love that they keep a collection. Okay, let yep. me get back to it. All right, they also keep some of the like new and trendy clothes for their boutique. After they sort, they put a color tag on each item and they're put on the floor. We all know that there's a 50% off color tag each week. Those are the items that have been there the longest. So when you're going in there and you're like, yellow's the color. Those are the items that have been on the floor the longest. After it's been on the floor for an allotted amount of time and no one has purchased it, they go to the Goodwill outlet or what we know as the bins where you go and purchase items per week. This is why when you're shopping for the half off color, so say it's yellow is half off that day and you are so frustrated because nothing has a yellow tag, it's because all of those items have been picked over and now Goodwill is trying to phase them out and and get them off the floor because they've been out on the floor the longest. Right. And I love knowing that because we used to always think they hid them. Well, I'm convinced other thrift stores do. 
I don't think Goodwill does because they're legitimately trying to get this off their floor before they have to take it to the salvage at the outlet. But I'm convinced other thrift stores have done this before. But don't quote me. That's just my theory. No, I totally agree with you. So then at the bin, after the bins, if it doesn't sell there, um, anything that doesn't sell is sorted by the material that they are, and then they're recycled. Yeah, it's a really fascinating process. And we have some plans to interview some people behind the scenes at Goodwill. So stay tuned for that. It'll be our first interview on this podcast. And fun fact, if you have worn out stuff, please still send it to Goodwill because they will salvage it for us. So then it's not sitting in a dump somewhere and then admitting all of the um, CO2 uh, pollutions so they can recycle it properly for us. So like just today, I dropped off a whole mess of stuff that I know is garbage, but I know that Goodwill will process it correctly for me. Yeah, just put the stuff in a bag and mark it as salvage. But it can't be like garbage, garbage. It has to be something that's kind of gently used that somebody couldn't wear, like something that has a tear or some bleach stains on it or something like that. And another thing is that you can donate your laptops and computers and they have a deal with Dell that Dell will come pick them up for you. Oh, nice. Yeah, I thought that was cool cool too. Next question. How do you feel about consignment stores? Pros and cons. Okay, I used to avoid consignment stores a few years ago because I knew I could find things cheaper at thrift stores. I'm kind of like a traditional thrift store kind of girl. However, after I had a kid and my time became more limited and my options were a little limited because of postpartum body and things like that, I started to appreciate consignment stores a little bit more. So some of the pros, I think that they're great, especially for people who don't like to dig. They are usually very nicely curated with a lot of items that have new with tags, a lot of brand names. The environment is usually like a boutique-like environment, so it's kind of pretty and and, and trendy in there. Um, and then another pro is that you can make money off of your clothes if you can sign and if it sells. Uh, Some cons, it's definitely more expensive than a traditional thrift store. Some consignment stores are more expensive than others. The curated pieces can range from awesome to awful, depending on the owner. I've been to some consignment stores where a lot of the stuff is just kind of dated and not that cute. But then I've been to some where I was just really, really impressed. And then this can be a pro or a con, depending on your demographic. But uh, most of them at least in Ohio, tend to target an older crowd. So um, if you are in that age group, then you are in luck. But uh, if you're younger and you're looking for something super specific, you might not find it. However, there are a couple really great consignment stores in the area that I love that uh, target a range of of women. So there's La Daisy Boutique in Bath. My mother-in-law told me about it. It's awesome. I was really, really impressed. And then, of course, there's Jerry's Closet, which is like a Northeast Ohio staple. Everyone who knows Jerry loves her. She's very intentional about uh, the items that she selects for her store. Uh, She's very inclusive. So overall, I think consignment stores can be great. I feel like it's kind of like Poshmark. How so? Because on Poshmark, things are more expensive than if you just go thrifting. Mm Mm-hmm. You're going to pay more, but you're going to find what you want. Right. Yeah, that's a great point. Okay, next question. How do you clean your thrift store items? Okay, I'm going to start with furniture because I get that question a lot, specifically soft furniture. So like a lot of the velvet couches and chairs that I've been finding. I use a furniture spot cleaner that I got at a local furniture store, and I just kind of spray it all over my couches, scrub it with a brush. And um, that's it. Another option is to make a homemade concoction, and I'll link it in the episode show notes. But you basically put it all in a spray bottle and spray it all over your couch and scrub it with a brush and then use the uh, suction piece of your vacuum cleaner to suck it all up. And probably the most effective way, I have not done this yet, but I've looked into it, but is to rent a steamer from your, from your local hardware store, like a Home Depot, and um, use some type of cleaner, either the homemade stuff or buy some special cleaner for your couch, spray it all over, scrub it, and then use the steamer to steam it. That should be the most effective way. Let me add something in that's cool that I just learned about because I was watching somebody's Insta story, and this might have something to do with your homemade concoction, 
but um, she uses vinegar. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I've never heard of this before, but I guess like because vinegar has an acid base to it, it helps get out any of the funky smells that could still be in your fabrics. Like, you know, sometimes there's just a thrift store smell that you want to mm-hmm. get out. And she puts half a cup in her last rinse cycle. So you have to be hmm. like on it. Like, I don't, I don't get that into my laundry. Like, I just do it and run away, and then who knows when I come back. But um, <laughs> it takes out – it takes out – it's supposed to make your fabric brighter as well, the vinegar is. Okay. Yeah, I've never tried it. But so it's supposed to, like – it's supposed to just be really, really good for the for cotton, too, is what it said. When you use the vinegar, it also helps you clean your washing machine. But doesn't it still smell in there? Like, that's such a strong smell. Yeah, that's true. I didn't think about it. Because I've used vinegar in my Keurig to descale it. Yeah. And it was like torture getting oh. getting that smell out. So you like a lot there are a lot of people that love the smell of vinegar because Ugh. they think it smells like clean. But you're right, vinegar's pretty gross. As far as getting the price tag off of thrift store stuff, I love goo gone. I like the spray goo gone. Okay. I actually hate it. Really? Why? Yeah. It always like leaves like a film. Does it leave a film for you? I've never used the spray one. No, it doesn't. It's like like a little bit oily. Yeah, but it it evaporates. Does it? Okay, I haven't used it in a really long time. Yeah, I love it. I clean the bottom of my shoes with it. It gets like all the gunk off. That's really smart. Okay. Another thing I like to use to get the price tag off, and by price tag I mean the marker that they use on a lot of thrift store stuff is acetone but you have to be very careful with this because it can destroy your item but it works really well on like a lot of plastic toys um sometimes on the bottom of shoes when i don't have any goo gone but be careful with that too because it could leave a stain on the bottom of your shoes so if you're trying to sell them or something so just yeah just put some on a cotton ball and you can get acetone at any beauty supply store that's a really good idea yeah so speaking of shoes shannon how do you know when not to buy shoes just check and see if they're worn out. Like, get in inside of them. Um, if I can see toe prints, I usually don't get them. That freaks me out a little bit. That's funny. I know. But, oh, that's uh, funny. Um, so you can typically see that, like, on a sandal or something. And just, like, look at it. See how worn they are. Like, look at the soles. How worn are they? Like, don't be scared if they're, you know, a little pre-loved. Mm-hmm. It's okay if you really are in love with them. Like, maybe they'll, they'll get you through the summer. Or through a season, any season. I mean, you can tell if things are worn out. And you can tell if, like, there's a lot of scuffs on a shoe mm-hmm. that you don't think you can buff out or you don't want to deal with. I, I don't ever want to deal with it. So I usually always get shoes that are look pretty new. If the soul is worn, my heart won't be torn. Oh, my God. <laughs> nice one. I love it. Yeah, I'm with you. Unless it's, like, a pair of $700 designer shoes that I can fix at a local shoe repair shop i'm not trying to slip and fall no (laughs) next question is there a resource that lists the discount days yes and no so i don't know of a comprehensive resource that lists all thrift store sales but pretty much every thrift store posts their weekly and daily sales on their social media pages on facebook on instagram and in their newsletters so if you're not checking those places first be sure that you do that so you can see what kind of sales and deals they have going on because every store has a different kind of sale i can tell you locally uh, let's see goodwill has a half off color every week and they also have a really cool sale called the Manager's Special, which is a 35% off sale on specific items. But you have to sign up for their newsletter to sort of unlock this deal. That's pretty cool. So it's like kind of whatever the store has a surplus of and that they want to get rid of. So say State Road has too many books. They'll mark them as 35% off. And then they will do a roundup of all of the different sales coming from all of these stores in an email. And then that way you can just look at a a list of all of the stores and what their 35% off sale is that week. That's so cool. Can you also use your coupons on it too? No, it's just 35. Okay, okay. Uh, I'm trying to get... Yeah, you can't (laughs) double the deals. Okay. Calm down. How do you do this? Just sign up for their email list. I'll link um, their subscription email in the show notes. Okay. And another thing Goodwill Akron does, if you sign up for their Goodwill card, their rewards card, which is free, every month at the beginning of the month, they give you a 30% off coupon. 
And it's cool. Like they just tell you at the register, like, hey, do you want to use your 30% off coupon or do you want to save it? Oh, yeah. I know about that. Yeah. That is my most favorite thing ever because but remember before you used to have to keep like the co- you have to keep the coupons and I'd always lose them. Yeah. I love that it's all on the system now. All right, Shannon, do you like to thrift alone or with a friend? Depends on my mood because I really enjoy both. But like if I'm kind of grumpy, I don't want to be with a friend. I'm like thrifting mentally, like not to chat. I just want to do it for myself. Thrifting with a friend is a good time out. Like get a latte, go to the thrift store for a couple hours. It's so much fun. I agree. So much fun. I agree. I'm with you. Sometimes yes, sometimes no. And select people. And it's not so much that I select those people. I think that I'm kind of an annoying person to thrift with. (laughs) for for people who don't like to thrift a lot yeah i just think that you thrift for a very long time if you're going hard like if you're like today i'm finding something in every category but even if you're just going in for shoes and jeans we're gonna be there for a while so you have to like be ready for it you can't be like one of your sisters that after like three minutes would be like okay i'm done Well, that's a good segue to the next question, because the question is, what is your strategy for a quick thrift? And I really wanted to address this question because I love it. I sometimes will do marathon thrifts, but, you know, ever since having a kid and I talked about early in the season that I do a lot of power thrifting trips now on my lunch break, they're super, super productive. So here are my tips for a strategy for a quick thrift. You have to come with a clear plan. Either your plan is A, that you're going to stick to your list and look for things that are only on your list, or B, you give yourself two or more areas to hit up. So whatever your plan looks like, you need to come up with some type of strategy. Number two, set your timer. And number three, be sure to account for checkout time. God, don't even get me started. You could be in checkout for 25 minutes. It's really, really, if you're doing a quick thrift, you have to account for that, for that checkout time and you have to account for the fitting room time i've made this mistake before where i'm like all right i have 20 minutes to thrift and then i saw the line and i'm like i'm gonna be here for another 35 minutes i just put everything back because Mm -hmm. i didn't account for that time yeah but i hit it and i I went back two hours later and it was still oh my god i can't believe you did that i hit it with the sheets oh i love it so much oh my gosh and uh i I was like there's no way it's still gonna be there yeah but they had didn't clean up yet yes I'm so proud of you. I feel like uh, usually you're like, no, we're not going to hide stuff. Well, I was on a mission. I love it. I'm so happy. If you're a reseller and you are doing a quick thrift, I recommend that you look up your comps at the very end all at once. Don't pull and then search and then put it back. There's no time for that. So I'm usually a grab now and sort later kind of thrifter, but this does not work for me when I'm on a quick thrift. If I hesitate for more than 10 seconds, I put it back because I know that I'm just going to spend more time hemming and hawing over it later. So I make my decision right then and there. I love it. 10 second rule. That's great. Yeah. (laughs) But I think coming with that clear plan is the most, one of the most essential pieces of a quick thrift, thrift trip. Some people like to take their 20 minutes and just be like, who knows what I find? I'm just going to go and just see what I find. But you have to assign yourself like a couple areas. It reminds me of your thrifting tip recently where you said we should, if we're going to look for jeans, only look for jeans. Yeah. Like you have to like just give yourself a small amount so you can really dig in because you're you're going to find something cool, but in a short amount of time. Yeah, because if you go in with 20 minutes and you're just wandering around, hopping around, you're not going to really be efficient and find anything. Right. They're awesome. I highly recommend power thrifting trips. Mm -hmm. Setting your timer is kind of nerve wracking, but it works. Like if you got to get back to work, you got to get back to work. Right. All right, Shannon, I want to ask you this. What is your decision making process when you're thrifting? (laughs) You why why do you know this is going to be? Oh, this is going to be good. (laughs) It has to be a really good deal. And I'm hoping for like 50% off of whatever I'm looking at, or it has to be mind blowing, like my green shoes. Nice. Those are the two main two main things. things. Yeah. And if I can get away with not having a cart and carrying things, that makes it even better. Wow. Very cool. You're very efficient. Well, you know my decision making process. It's insane. 
Yeah, I've I've watching you go through it. You make me a more patient thrifter when I watch everything that you go through. It's crazy, but you also get some pretty amazing gems because you're just throwing it all in. You're throwing it all in the cart, and I look at like I have three things in my hand, and you have fifty things in your cart, and I'm just like, what? How are we gonna get through all this? And you make it happen pretty quick. Mm-hmm. Like you you don't make the decision. The whole time we're in there, so then at the end game, you can make the decision, like you said, 10 seconds. Yeah, uh, so my decision-making process, can I use it now, can I wear it now, and not a year from now? Oh, I love that, and you've taught me that, because I used to go to the thrift store and buy all kinds of stuff that I couldn't wear right now, because I thought it was really cute, and I was like, oh, in a year, I can totally wear this, and it just you know goes right back to the thrift store. Another part of my decision-making process is, can I wear it or use it at least 30 times? 30 times? How many times have you worn that sweater? Probably 30 times. Yeah, that's true. But dang, like, it's not like you're counting. Unless it's something mind-blowing. Then that's different. But if it's like an everyday thing, then I better be able to wear it 30 times. Bam, bam, bam. Dang. Uh, Here's a good one that I just started doing. Did I donate something like this in the last six months? So, like, you know how your thing is that you keep buying things that you'll think you'll use or wear a year from now? My thing is I keep buying the same things that I donate. I'm drawn to the same things. And then I'm like, oh, yeah, now I remember why I donated this. Oh, how are you remembering not to do it? Like, I'll I'll ask myself, like, I'll look when I'm throughout my decision making process, I'll pick something up and I'll try it on and be like, all right, stop before you pay. Did you have you owned something like this recently? And I'll really have to think about it. Sometimes I forget and I won't realize it until I come home. Mm-hmm. But most of the time, I'm like, oh, wait, wait, wait. Like recently, I'm like, oh, I just donated a similar style dress. So you better put this back. Interesting. Yeah. Another part of my decision making process is I ask myself, will I have FOMO or is this a thrift store staple? As in, have I seen this kind of thing at the thrift store before? the answer is yes then I put it back but you'll know like you'll know if it's something that's truly one of a kind like you'll know that feeling I totally agree with you there was a really cool backpack I found one time and it was like connected to a movie that was just out like a Wes Anderson movie and I like flipped out when I found it and that's one of those things yeah that's one of those things like I I know I'll never see that again like I've never seen that in my life and I see it at the thrift store what Dina last question What's the weirdest thing that's ever happened to you at a thrift store? Well, you know my memory is awful, but two things recently happened to me in the the last six months. Number one, somebody had a full-blown conversation with me holding kids' underwear. (laughs) She was, like, all up in it, though. Like, she kept touching it. (laughs) All up in it. And I could not focus on anything that she was saying to me because I'm like... Stop touching the underwear. Was it like a random person or somebody you knew? Random. Oh, interesting. No, I've never met her in my life. Oh, my gosh. A second story. (laughs) So stupid. This guy was on his phone talking really loud about how to be a power couple. What? Is this recent? Yes. Oh, my God. The Salvation Army. Why is he giving a power couple tutorial right now? Was he saying he is one? Yes. And this is how you got to do it? Yes. Is that a new thing? Because I just saw somebody hashtag power couple the other day. I don't know. And I was like, what? That's hilarious. You want to be a power couple like us. You have to create allies. That's what he said. (laughs) And he was so loud at the thrift store. It's like he wanted people to come up and ask for his card. (laughs) Oh, my God. You never call yourself a power couple. Even if you are a power couple, you never, you don't say that you're a power. People have to say it about you. Right. That's really weird. Yeah. Like, that's awkward. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Like, isn't that just reserved for celebrities? Like, it's just such an odd thing to call yourself. Oh. That's good stuff. That's good stuff. All right. Well, that wraps it up. I hope that answers all of your questions. If you have more, email us or... Send us a message on Facebook or Instagram. We always love hearing all of your questions. How to be a power couple in just one, two, three. 
If you want to be a power couple, come see me. <laughs> At the Salvation Army. <laughs> That was like an 80s at the end when they like jump and high five and then it just freezes. <laughs> it's like a sitcom. <laughs> <laughs>